Doctor, thank you for yeah. joining us. Um, same topic, and we're still having the same discussion. Um, we we know that it's been it's been a dire situation for a long time in Canada, and a lot of people on waiting lists. Um, but we're starting to get a better understanding now of just what this pandemic has meant. Um, literally, thousands and thousands and thousands of Canadians have been told they'll just have to wait longer. Correct. That's right. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's important to understand, too, that wait lists are not just about the time that patients are waiting from after they've seen the surgeon to the actual surgery itself. People are waiting longer to get in to see specialists as well because of the pandemic. They're waiting longer to get their screening test done, for example, breast cancer, things like that. So it's kind of a domino effect that trickles back through the whole healthcare system that's going to take a long time and a a lot of uh, smart minds to figure out how to fix. Right, exactly. Let's just talk about the situation that we're in. We know waiting lists were an issue for a number of different procedures. Um, How much worse has it gotten over the past year or so? Well, it's... the actual numbers of cases are, don't really tell the, the tale of, of how much of a challenge we're facing because we've been able to, through very, some very creative management of our wait list, we've been able to take care of a lot of very um, you know minor day surgery type of procedures. Sure. So the people that are waiting longer are those that are expecting to, or, or we're expecting to have uh, to, to be in hospital quite a bit longer, complex abdominal wall reconstructions, hip, knee surgery, that sort of thing. So, so these patients are are going to be become uh, more of the uh, more commonly things that we have to look after when we're able to get back to, up to full speed again. So, um, though, and and that will create more of a problem as these patients, uh, you know, wait longer for surgery. Yeah, I was surprised to hear just how serious sounding at least i mean i'm no doctor but some of the things that people have been waiting for and have had surgeries pushed back for like like cancer tumor removal things like like things that you would think are fairly dire and urgent cases have had to be shelved right yeah to a certain extent that's true although i I will say that for the most part we make every effort uh in some cases heroically to get these patients looked after so for example breast cancers we are able to get in and get them cared for um, because they're most of them are day surgeries, but um, where it starts to c- cause problems is the you know complex colon cancer cases like that that mm-hmm. may actually have to wait a little longer um, you know to be cared for. Um, it's important to know that we are doing everything we can to get these patients looked after um, and and doing everything we can to minimize the impact of this pandemic on them. But it does create a lot of problems that trickles down through the whole system for sure. So when we try and dig our way out of this, um, what's you know what kind of plan can we put in place? What is the strategy to try and make up with the uh, deal with the backlog? Well, that's the real. That's going to be the real challenge because um, the problems that we faced with. Uh, with backing up patients for surgery is that we're going to need to inject more resources into the system. Um, And that's a lot more complicated than just opening up an operating room. You need to staff the operating rooms. And more importantly, we have a basically a crippling shortage of anesthesiologists in in Edmonton and and I I believe in Calgary as well because of the um, issues that have been going on with with the government. Uh, A lot of people have left or have chosen not to stay um, in our province to work. So when we get back up and running again, full tilt, uh, we're going to need more people and we're going to need more funding. And then after we get caught up on the backlog, then what do we do with those people? Um, you know, because, uh, and that's why I think a long-term solution for this is going to be um, figuring out 
a way to shorten wait lists and keep people working on it as a long-term solution. But it's going to require funding. It's going to require more resources, nurses, respiratory therapists, anesthesiologists, and surgeons um, to, to be able to take care of this. Well, that's the thing that I, I found kind of interesting is, you know, what the discussion is, well, we're, we'll operate the uh, the ORs 24-7. We'll have these things going around the clock. But somebody's got to be in there actually doing the procedures. It's not just the, the building, right? And there's a, like you say, you're going to need to staff these ORs 24-7. Well, that, I mean, that's a, a really good point, Shay, because, you know, as it stands right now, most of, I work at the Grey Nuns Hospital, yeah. um, with the exception of one or two rooms, uh, all of them are mothballed from 3.30 till 7 o'clock in the morning the next day, because we, we can't keep them running without people. And without, uh, without more people, I mean, we're already, we're already exhausted, we're already tired, um, trying to keep up with what's going on, and, and to ask us to do more, uh, inevitably on evenings and weekends, when we're already pushed to the limit, is just it's it's not a realistic expectation, um, and the only way to the only solution is going to be more people, more funding, more resources, and that's a that's a reality. That's the snowball that's coming yeah. down the hill right now. Now you're a general surgeon, but I, I know that there must be surgeons who, let's say, hip and knee replacements, and and let's and and those have been curtailed or, or shelled or whatever the case may be. Are there surgeons that are basically underemployed or unemployed as we've gone through this pandemic? Well, I think what we've seen, I can speak more to my own practice, but what we've seen is, is a shift in, in priorities. So, um, as I mentioned, there's a, a wait list of people to getting in to see me, and then there's a wait list of people after I've seen them to, to get in for surgery. Sure. So we've been able to, through some very creative management of our, of our offices, we've been able to provide some virtual care to people, some consultation services. Um, but we, on a, any given week or day, uh, we're, we're, seeing our ORs mothballed uh, and not, you know, at, at my hospital anyways, uh, and not, you know, so so there are some days that are just free, that I'll free up and, and do other things to, to provide patient care. But but um, the, to a certain, I mean, we've all seen our incomes uh, and our, our businesses suffer, just like other Albertans in the, in the province. Uh, as a result of the pandemic, um, and once we get back up and running again, it's it's going to be challenging for everybody in terms of trying to make it all work. Yeah, it's going to be a big hill to climb. Uh, doctor, thanks so much for mm-hmm. your time this morning. I appreciate it. You're very welcome, Shay. That is Dr. Michael Chatney, a general surgeon at the Grainons Hospital in Edmonton.